This is what Lance Armstrong drinks. Dude, I don't... He has I don't fallen hate, from grace, though. Dude, I don't hate the guy. You know, he should have just never admitted it. He didn't get in trouble for it till years deny, later. Deny, deny, deny. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, they can't test him now, you know, like two years later. They should have tested him during it. He should have just kept his mouth shut. That's what I would have did. I'm sure. You want to take another shot? Is anybody out there drinking with us? I got a fantastic episode today. Actually, I got two just for you guys. Two. If you guys uh, want them, if you guys want me to do one right now and then maybe do one tomorrow, if that works with your schedules better, it's completely up to you guys. So just the majority, I guess, votes. But if you guys ain't got shit to do. No, let's do both. Let's do both. All right. I mean, okay. Yes. Yeah, That's fine. my vote. Sorry. Right. I, well, I. This is a democracy, not a benevolent dictatorship. So... Brazilian, you're doing a Brazilian wax, Laura. That's nice. She, she thanks for, does. Thanks for disclosing that on the live chat. She's, she is a waxer, she's not a, a waxy. I mean, she's probably also a waxy, but she is a waxer. I don't know. I guess we can get started, man. I'm excited. Excited. We are going to Germany tonight. I don't think we have any supporters from Germany. If we did, they would have probably left after we've done those Nazi episodes. I would think <laughs> that's fucked up. We are doing a Germany story tonight, and I'm pretty sure no one else has done this. Pretty positive. We are talking about the Beast of the Black Forest. Ooh. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, damn, oh. this sounds scary. Okay, okay. I, I like. I feel like I'm unprepared. Like, I feel like we should have had German beer and like German chocolate cake for this, but like, whatever. It's fine. The Beast of the Black Forest. And I told you this is about the Ten Commandment story. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Which commandment do you think this relates to? <laughs> Thou shall not kill. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Let me give you a, a better. Let me give you a better hint. All right. Has anyone seen the movie Ten Commandments? My dad used to make us watch that all the damn time. I think time. I had to watch it in school, actually, like in, in, in Catholic school. We are specifically going to watch a scene from that movie. This story relates to that movie. And if you guys don't know what movie I'm talking about, it is the Ten Commandments. And it is done by remember the producer's name it's the famous one it's the one where and the only scene that i ever remember in this movie is the one scene where moses gets up on the mountain and they're all worshiping that golden calf right yep and then he is like listen here hear ye hear ye the exact movie is by Cecil DeMille. It is this movie. The killer tonight at one point walks out of this movie and decides to start killing, which we'll get to in a minute. But first, we're going to go to Germany. And this is June 1st, 1959. This is early morning I'm talking about. We're on the Schornau Hummel Express. We are starting on a train right now. And in fact, here is the actual railroad here. This is the actual railroad that we're starting on tonight. We are on a train. It is the wee hours in the morning. It's 2 a.m. And this is a passenger train. And I don't know if you know trains back then. They're obviously more rudimentary than they are now. But you would have a car. And then obviously that car is attached to another one. But there's there's more chances or there's more... Uh, it's not as uh, secure, I guess, as the trains we have nowadays. But anyway, 2 a.m., June 1st, 1959. This is Charnau Humel Express, Southwest Germany. A 21-year-old, her name is Dagmar Klemek. She's 21. 
She's riding the train. Uh, Wolfie was asking if I had ever been to Germany in my travels. I'm like, yes, yes, I have. I went to Munich during Oktoberfest, which was like the most fun, like fucking ever. Um, and so you go and you go to the beer halls and you have a stein and you're I lost track of how many steins I had, which like they're massive. You know, it's like at least probably four beers in one stein, four beers in a fucking stein. Mm-hmm. It's, it's huge. It's, that it's a doesn't huge... get like warm and stuff, I guess. It... No, you drink it pretty fast. So so because like if you're not in the reserved tent, you have to go in the morning. And so like you're starting at like eight o'clock in the morning drinking because they reserve the afternoon tents for people that pay big money to go. And obviously we're broke college students. So I remember like being absolutely fucking wasted, but it was so fun. And if you stand on a table, like there's like tents for the different kinds of um, countries. Like there is like a very specific, like American English speaking tent. It's a bigger than that. Like the steins that they serve you are way bigger that and if you try to steal one because like stealing glasses was a thing um in my time abroad like all my Stella glasses i stole um i mean i they were free from the bars in which i drank them from and paid the money for the drinks and so the, the glasses were a gift um so they like basically promote drunk driving there no 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 you're not driving anywhere and oh. you're in downtown munich but um, if you so that this was like a very interesting thing if you stood it's this massive like beer tent and if you stood on top of like the table, they're like, you know, pretty much picnic tables and you're sitting with your people. If you stood on top of the table and you started your base, you, like you're committing to chugging your whole stein and the entire like, you know, thousand plus people in the beer tent are cheering you on. And it was a blast. I got to tell you, like they have like live music where they're like, you know, the the brass like German thing, but they're playing like contemporary music, like Seven Nation Army with the brat. You know, it's pretty. It was wild. It was so much fun. June first, nineteen fifty nine. As I said, we're going on the Schornell Humel Express, Southwest Germany. Twenty one year old Dagmar Klimek. She wakes up and goes to the toilet. Now, the following story I'm about to tell you is one hundred percent true. It is probably one of the most craziest things you'll ever hear in your life. So. Just bear with me on this train. And I've personally never been on a train like this. I've been on Amtrak once, Mm -hmm. but on this specific train, everyone has their own kind of car or cart section, like where you pull the door open and there may be multiple people in there. I've seen them on movies. Mm -hmm. What a cabin, I guess. Yeah. Cabin. yeah. Yeah. She gets out of the cabin, 21 years old. She wakes up. She's got to pee. She goes to the the facilities, which is on the other car in front of her. So she actually takes a left. She's trying to be real quiet, obviously, to respect other people sleeping at 2 a.m. She has to cross that barrier between the cars and because that's where the toilet is. She doesn't know at first that there's a man following her. Maybe the beast of the Black Forest. What year did you say this was? 1959. I had a very sketchy situation with um, a man following us at a train station. Tell me about it. Um, This was in Italy, actually. Um, And we were finishing up like we took a spring break trip with 
um, like it was a group of us that were we traveled together and part of it was like with our hosts um, or like our on-site professors um, they we spent some time in Italy together we went to Rome first for like five days and then we went to Tuscany um, in Florence for five days and then after that we still had another like five days or whatever to do whatever so um, and uh, there was a big group of us that decided we wanted to stay in Italy we went to Pisa because it was pretty close and then we were going to spend the rest of our time in like Sorrento Amalfi Coast um, Capri and we did like that for the rest of the, the time and so when we were in Pisa which the Leaning Tower of Pisa is really nothing exciting let me just tell you that uh, you know what? I would go and try to push that shit over oh I have some funny pictures <laughs> I'll have to, like maybe I should break out my photo album I've got some photos of me like going like like that to the Leaning Tower. Oh, I like, would I would make it where it looks like my my dick it's, coming. Out. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's really not impressive. Um, Is it not, not? Not not your penis. I mean, the Leaning Tower. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's really like it's like it's a lot smaller than you would think that it. Wait, is. Are we talking about the tower? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, we're still talking about the Leaning Tower. Anyway, so we were taking an overnight train from Pisa to Naples, which is like whatever. And Naples is a sketchy fucking city. Uh, a lot of crime, gangsters there, bad, bad, bad. So we're going from Naples or Pisa to Naples, and it was an overnight train. And we only had one of our. And this this trip, it was like five girls or so, and we only had two guys that were like with us on the whole um, year long study abroad program. So it was only two guys. And one of them, I can't remember where he went on the second half of his journey, but we had one with us for like this leg of the trip. And we were like kind of sleeping in the um, in the train station in Pisa overnight. And there were like these two sketchy guys that like kept trying to talk to us and they kept trying to make conversation and um steve the only guy that was like with us at the time he like he was like this was the one time where i got out my knife and was like had it ready in case he tried to pull something on y'all and they like kept on following us in the train it was an overnight train it was like four i don't remember how long like through four hours whatever um and they like or walking through the train like trying to find us oh shit and it was and we were just like we were all fucking awake like nobody slept that night um holding on to our backpacks like this you know watching and they were like i mean nobody w w went to the bathroom like we wouldn't because they kept on walking to and from like watching Damn. us and like looking through our cabin and we were just looking right at them and i felt really bad for steve um because he like felt like he needed to like protect us but um yeah, so, yeah it was really fucking scary yeah. it was scarier than the time when we went to morocco and steve was you know jokingly trying to sell us for for camels you went for to morocco god damn how many places you been i've been Fuck. to a lot of places but yeah he'd be like yeah yeah yeah. they would be like spice girls spice girls and we we're like no 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 we're not from england spice girls um and he'd be like how much how much and he's like how huh. much for the camel <laughs> He, he camel to, toe no he was trying oh. to trade us oh. women for camels <laughs> was basically what was going on in that trip but yeah it was way scarier way 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 scarier like they wanted to to like do some shit 21 year old dagmar klimek she gets up she's got to pee real freaking bad this train through western germany 
there's no stops. And, you know, as Nicole said, I guess Germans are always drunk. That was your words, not mine. Anyway. They enjoy their beer. 2 a.m. in the morning, she gets up. She crosses the other car to go to the toilet. She doesn't know a man is following her. He's kind of staying in the shadows, which fits his name, the Beast of the Black Forest, I guess. He's being real quiet. She pulls the door open. She goes into the toilet. And this particular train, I found out, and I don't know if this was a universal thing at the time, but it didn't have a lock on the latrine. You know how you go now and it even has the green. Like the vacant. or Yeah, yeah. yeah, It didn't have that. No lock whatsoever. So as she starts to take down her underwear, she sits on that cold metal seat and she's peeing or whatever. And the door opens. Now, she didn't see the guy following her first. So she's just like, oh, you know, she may have think that this, she may have thought that this was someone accidentally coming in. She gasped. She's sitting there and it's a silhouette she sees. It's of a man. The man is standing in the doorway. And instead of backing out and saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She, she sees the man not moving. He's just looking at her he can't she can't see his face this is dark there's no lights in the cabins or anything else it's it's pretty dark the only light that's really coming in is like the moonlight so she sees the outline he just says nothing he's standing there literally watching her and then he just backs out and closes the door says nothing doesn't apologize just backs out of the latrine closes the door so she's fucking freaked it had been different if he was like oh my god i'm sorry i'm stupid i didn't see you yada 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 but he says nothing stands there for 30 seconds and backs out she's freaked the fuck out she gets up she opens the door she's got to go back to her cabin but she is scared shitless she looks to the left to the right no one's there it's all she can hear is the train going over the tracks you know everyone's quiet everyone's sleeping she doesn't see any strange man but she can she takes that left and she starts walking this man is nowhere to be found not in the cabin in between anything she just doesn't see him the other passengers are asleep so they don't hear anything that's about to happen and The only comfort that she really had at this time was her scream. If she can scream, they're in a pretty closed environment. Yeah, it's two in the morning. Everyone's sleeping. If this man's trying to assault me, I'll just scream. So I can imagine her like getting her kind of like subconsciously, maybe even getting her throat warmed up because that's like her weapon right now. She's going to scream. If this man, because she's freaked out, she kind of feels like this man is going to jump out. And all she's got to do is you know let out that belt that freaking let out that scream Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that's her weapon someone would wake up so she is she's thinking about this she crosses the cabin to the other cabin back to hers and there's that place in the train car because the cars are connected so she has to go out on that platform you know what i'm talking about right Mm that as the cars are connected to each other yep she has to go out on that little platform where she's exposed mm-hmm. and she crosses that to go to her own cabin and she doesn't see anything even out there. She even looks out the little spot window, makes sure, doesn't see, doesn't see shit. As soon as she steps foot out on that little platform, though, she sees him. He's there. He was crouched down at the very kind of end of this little platform. The platform is like four feet between each car. He's crouched down. She knows it's him. She sees that silhouette. So what does she do? She screams, right? Mm -hmm. That's her weapon. Mm -hmm. She lets out that scream. (gasps) But as soon as she does, this man rushes at her, colliding with her with all of his force. She flies off of the train, flies off. So her screams aren't getting anywhere now. 
right? I mean, she's she's literally in the air off the tr- off the train. Oh God! So and this I looked it up. This these trains specifically back then are going sixty five to seventy miles per hour. That's pretty much their max speed. So and th- and this was as you see the the track here. I'm pretty sure that this was a place where it would go sixty miles an hour. You know, it looks pretty open. This is where they actually found her. As you see here. But you know, why would he do this? Like just to kill someone that they make sense. And that wouldn't even kill anyone. None of the other passengers woke up. This man, this beast of the black forest does something I've, I've, you wouldn't even believe. If it wasn't so documented and there's photos and everything, you would not believe it. He runs as fast as he can to the, the conductor spot, the, the, the front of the train, the, the freaking Mm -hmm. powerhouse, the, the one with the conductor doing all the switches and he grabs that thing that's straight up and down and he knows what it is. It's an emergency brake and he pulls it. Won't the cars like collide? No, no, that's not how no? it works. No, because no, because the cars are uh, they're connected. Yeah, but they're they all they're, okay. Yeah, they're connected by you know they're, they're not going to collide okay. into each other. Sorry. No, you're good. He pulls the emergency brake. Now the conductor is sleeping there. So this guy running the conduct. I mean, he may not be sleeping in there because I mean these trains pretty much run by themselves. I mean he's got to be there, but I don't. The conductor or no one was there monitoring what happened or they couldn't think quick enough to stop what was happening. But he pulls this brake and the train just screeches. He runs back to the platform. And at this time, the conductor either wakes up or realizes what's going on. And he he puts it back in drive. But at this point, the train's only going 20 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Are 15 miles an hour enough for someone to jump off right. and not be hurt? And that's what he does. The train screeching, ah, but then it's, it's friggin' going. It finally, and you know, the conductor's probably like some fucking asshole kid or whatever. And you did this, some joke, some bullshit. Like, fuck this asshole. Who the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Maybe a drunk. Like, who the fuck would do this? He just keeps going. He probably doesn't even, I mean, obviously he knows about the story, but probably, you know, just keeps going. The train's slow enough. He jumps. The beast of the Black Forest jumps off, leaps from the train going 15, 20 miles an hour onto the the gravel below. And now he's searching for his prey. He's got to go back a mile, right? Mm-hmm. But he's still going to find his prey. So she's actually still alive. Wow. Yeah, she's still alive. This is, as I said, this is a... Uh, this is one of the photos here. This is where she, uh, I believe this is where she landed. Mm. Now, I want to say, before we go any further, this story is completely translated from German. I don't speak fucking German. I barely speak English correctly. <laughs> so, so, forgive me. Good effort, good effort. But at least we had the photos, right? He comes up to the body, which is there. I mean, you, I mean, this is pretty far from the track. L- look at it one more time. That's pretty far from the track. Yeah. He hit her with a pretty good amount of force. Yeah. To throw her that far. Because she didn't move. Her legs are broken. At 70 miles an hour, her her legs are broken. Her arm is probably broken. I mean, it's amazing she didn't die just from that. Because this is a pretty far... Di- I, mean, I don't know. I mean... Let's say the track is probably three feet beyond where the camera shows, like, you know, towards the bottom there. So I don't know, maybe eight feet. Pretty, pretty good freaking tumble there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she's broken. She can't move. He eventually comes up and comes up into the body and it's pitch black, but it's easy to find her. Why? Because she's moaning. Oh, 
the fuck? You know, she's moaning. She's active. I mean, she is completely broken. She is barely alive. I'm just going to say how this ends. He walks up to her. She can't move. He removes his knife from his sheath. This woman is paralyzed, so he helps her. He grabs the back of her hair, her mane, you know, kind of like what you do. Because he's got to lift that head off the ground. Because he wants to he wants to get a good spot. So he lifts the head up and he kind of tilts it back to expose the neck here. Uh-huh. That meaty part of the neck. Because oh, it's, no. it's pretty dark, so he needs to, to make sure he's well, got to... You're a, calling it meaty for a reason. <laughs> He needs to make he needs to make sure he has a, a good uh, target here. He exposes the neck and he slices her from ear to ear. Wait, but you said she's still alive? She is still alive. She is paralyzed. He goes up to her. She's moaning. He leans down and says, "It'll be okay," or says whatever. He grabs her back of the head by her mane, her hair, lifts her hair head up, kind of tilts it back to expose her neck while she's still alive, and he slits her from ear to ear. And then, and only then, after she is deceased, he drags her off the tracks and... Wait, wait, wait. You just said she's deceased? Oh my God. Are you? How drunk are you? Listen, she... I mean, I'm also... I've taken <laughs> a couple of allergy pills at this point. She, so. is, she is thrown off the train. She is now paralyzed. He walks up to her, grabs her hair. She's still alive. He slits her throat. Now she's dead. When you were kept saying she's still alive, I thought you meant like today she's still alive. And I was like, damn, wow. Like yeah, what okay. a fighter. You need to stop taking that fucking whatever you're taking. That allergy. Okay, medicine. I was actually just about to go say, can I go get another topo No, dude, you're fucking but apparently that's stronger. A, <laughs> no. The fucking that PCP is working its shit on you right now. <laughs> He exposes... Never mind. She's not alive today. Okay, now she's dead. Got it. He killed her. You understand? Yes! (laughs) When you kept on saying she's still alive, I thought you meant literally like present day. (laughs) I was not following. Holy fucking titties. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's the antihistamines and alcohol. I'm sorry. This is where this happened. It's, It's desolate out here. Perfect place to do what he's about to do. He takes her neck, he exposes that, or he takes her head, exposes the neck, slits ear to ear. And then once she's dead, he just, he rapes her, the corpse, and then just leaves. So anyway, and that's that. That was his And, for- and she's dead, got it. <laughs> and she died of natural causes 20 years later, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> I'm not taking crazy pills here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. He spends enough time. And this, think about this. They are in the middle of fucking nowhere. This man has to get back to wherever the fuck his home is. How, how lusting, how freaking sexually depraved do you have to be to take a train and in the middle of nowhere rape someone knowing that you have to travel a hundred miles back somehow after you walk so many miles or whatever to commitment. You don't even have a return plan. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of work. I'm just saying, think about that. That that is commitment. I'm not being funny. I'm just saying you got to be a sexual fucking devil to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. This was his fourth murder and his last murder. What do you think this man looks like? I think he's pretty cute. He kind of is. I don't know. I'm waiting for a photo <laughs> to judge hard. 
This is the beast of the Black Forest. Ew, no. What? Nay, nay, nay. Nay, 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 nay. Look at them eyes. You wouldn't get transmuted into them eyes? I mean, he he looks all right, doesn't he? Nope. He looks like that fucking guy at the train that I was trying to run away from. It might have been. This was the 50s. Oh, that was an old, your old joke. Uh, you said it earlier that you're, oh shit. Yeah, in that I want, don't want to buy cheap wine anymore. Yes. All right. This is the beast of the Black Forest. His name is Heinrich Pomerenke. That was a Spanish kind of tone to it. Heinrich Pomerenke. 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 Stop. <laughs> Palmer This was his fourth and final murder. He was arrested June 19th, 1959 in the town of Hornburg. You wish you were from Hornburg. <laughs> basically, I am in Hornburg. <laughs> Where basically I, I grew up and stayed my whole life. <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be fucking honest with you guys. I'm probably going to be that 80-year-old creep that sits on the park bench and watches all the fucking... (laughs) No, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Okay? I know I shouldn't be, but... I can see it in my future. I'm just gonna be a fucking. No, I creep. feel like I feel like you are future. Your future, like human, is Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Like that's you. Oh, so I'm just fucking racist. That's great. No, get off my yard. <laughs> that's you. That's fucking great. All right. Oh shit. Yeah, I hope I'm not that. <laughs> Lauren can see it too. She's. Dude, I was in the shower. I was in the shower the other day, and I was I was looking back. You know, yeah, I told you my barber situation, right? Right, who's and filling I, you up a la Joey Tribbiani from and I, Friends. I saw him the other day. It was kind of awkward. I was like, hey, how have you been? You um, saw him? Yeah. Where? I was riding my bike, and he was sitting on the, the bench, as he always sits on the bench. And I always purposely go around so I don't see him. You didn't tell me this. I rode right by him, and I was like, I know he knows it's me. And he looked at me like, kind of like, where is my boy going? Type of shit. <laughs> And I felt drawn to him. I was like, <laughs> I felt he was pulling me in, but I was pedaling harder. I was like, fuck no, you ain't going to get me. Oh, well, at least, you know, he's not dead. That yeah. was a concern for a while. Yeah, he's, yeah, he has a He's kicking shit. it and, and br- yeah. brushing up against other men. But dude, I was, all right, I'm just going to be honest, kind of, I'm a little drunk, but I was in the shower the other day and I, I kind of me thinking back when I, I used to get to the YMCA and this is when I was like 18 or 19 and I would always get out of the pool swimming and there would always be these old naked dudes in the locker room and I would never see them like working out. They're just always naked in the locker room. <laughs> anyway, they would come. I would come in out of the shower with my shirt off and, you know, my wang wanging, right? <laughs> You're leaning tower of pizza. <laughs> And they would always try to talk to me, like, come sit over here and talk to us. And I thought they were just the nicest guys, literally. (laughs) And then I was like, holy shit, I'm going to turn into that. (laughs) Come here, son. Uh, I don't know. It's fucking weird. I had some weird flashback memories. Anyway. So did you talk to your old barber? Like, let's let's No, I fucking cycled faster. So you didn't acknowledge him? (laughs) No. That's probably for the best. Good for you. But he knew that was me. Yep. And he changed his hair too, so I feel like he's going for like a new him type of thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and now look at my hair. I've been cutting my own shit and it looks fucking terrible. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'd rather go back to him and get felled up. <laughs> at least I have a and good get fucking... groped in the meantime. <laughs> God damn. All right, anyway. This guy, Heinrich, the Beast of the Black Forest, was arrested June 19th, 1959 in Hornburg. He was picking... That's all it took for you to say Hornburg for us to have that five-minute conversation. Just... I know. <laughs> he goes into the dry cleaner. He goes into the dry cleaner to pick up his suit. He says, please hurry. I'm in a hurry. I need to get to the hairdresser quickly, please. He's like really mean. Not mean, but just kind of, come on. Let's give, give me my suit. Come on. Anyway, he leaves his bag behind, his little suitcase travel bag. Mm -hmm. And inside the bag, since the tailor, I guess, just decides to look in other people's shit, the tailor finds a a sawed-off small-bore rifle. So this man was found and questioned by the police. Like, why do you have this? This man is questioned by the police, and and he says the following. And this is the exact quote that he says to the police. Because they were just like, all right, this dry cleaner says, you know, there's this rifle in here. It's why is it bored off? Like, what is, you know, or I'm just, I mean, because this happened, the, the murder, the murders have been happen, mm-hmm. happening away in different towns. They didn't connect anything. They were just there questioning him. It was a routine thing. It's like, come get your fucking bag. Oh, by the way, why do you have this fucking bored off rifle in here? You know, what do you, I mean, I was shooting ducks that he would have got away scot-free. Boom. I was shooting ducks. And instead he says, Quote, in front of you, there is no man but the devil, end quote. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is tits right there, right? <laughs> I don't know what's tits, but I guess that's it. <laughs> Dude, he said, he said, they're like, okay, you know, this is a routine. Who the fuck are you? Pick the shit up and get the fuck out. Who, who are you? He crazy. In front of you, there is no man but the devil. Uh, and the cops are like, what? i am the devil (laughs) it's fucking nuts man holy shit dude holy shit i saw that i was like what the fuck (laughs) this man and we're about to get to why he killed but he was sentenced to life in prison because he just opened up and this dude is 23 he looked very young in that photo he is 23 years old he opens up he says he's He's raped 24 women. He's tried to kill them all, but has only killed four. He's a very kind of... It's like he's like, oh, I'm unsuccessful at killing, you know? He is. I mean, I mean, look, he's not very... He's uh, not sh- like a big dude. Yeah, I know, right? And he's just kind of, I don't know, introverted maybe, which is not a bad thing, but I mean, he's just... he's, he's Like, if that was the creepy guy on the train, legit, I would be like, I, I can take him. I mean, like, you think of Ted Bundy as like a sexual sadist, like, at least he has kind of the uh the, the power i mean because remember that one story we talked about he took two women mm-hmm. and he tied two women up yep i mean so he had this guy he just he just couldn't do it he was just getting overpowered you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get to why in, in like two seconds but the beast of the black forest and the black the black forest is where the murders it's the section of where his murders are going to take place. This is what the the Black Forest is called type of thing in Germany. It's not anything creepy. It's just literally the name of the region. 
but still the beast of the light forest sentenced to life in prison for four counts of murder 12 counts of attempted murder attempted rape with dangerous bodily harm aggravated robbery and predatory extortion i'm going to get to another crazy murder here at the end but why do you think he he he's a sexual deviant he's you know mm-hmm. he is kind of reminds me of the the dusseldorf guy oh god mm-hmm. yeah now this is from the police report and we're going to actually watch this here in a second because I don't know if you guys seen the Ten Commandments, but we're going to watch like a five minute or maybe three minute scene. But basically, one day he is watching this movie, and the next day or that night he's a killer. Accor- that seems like a interesting step. According to one account of his crimes, Pomeranke was driven to murder after watching, of all things, the movie Ten Commandments, where he later told police, quote, I saw women dancing around the golden calf, and I thought they were a fickle lot. I knew I would have to kill them. <laughs> you, do you ever remember? you remember this? It's been a long time since I've seen it. Anyway, let me skip forward to the part he's talking about. This part where these harlots. And they overlaid the yeah, with pure gold. All these women. And Aaron fashioned it and smoothed it with the hammer. <laughs> Look at this dude. He's like fucking buff as fuck, bro. <laughs> it's, you just gotta rub some <laughs> olive oil into your skin there. He's like freaking just lifted and he's, man. I'm like, dude, I wanna be this dude. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have left the movie theater and went to the gym. <laughs> anyway, basically, before he's killed anybody, and we're about to get into the first murder now, before he's killed anyone, he watched that movie, and he sees the women, the, the harlots, the problems, right. the causes of all of uh-huh. our world's freaking uh-huh. disagreements. The one, because it's y'all, totally. that fucking ate that damn fruit. I was fine, yo. I'm Adam here. I'm fucking ripped. You know, I'm in the Garden of Eden and shit. And then you're like, oh, I'll just eat this apple. Right. And then you fucked it up for everyone. Got it. Uh Uh-huh. He watches this and immediately walks out the theater. And And he's changed. He has changed. No, first he goes to the local CVS. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or the the local bun supplies. First, he goes to the local grocery store and buys a pack of razors. But right then, he doesn't even go home. He's like, I know what I need to do. God has told me what I need to do. Obviously, this, you know, this this golden calf and you got all these harlots here, these women flaunting it, driving men astray. Let's keep it going. All right. I get your point. He said, I'm going to take care of it. So he goes and buys a pack of razors and he spots his first victim, which we're about to get into. But I want to save that to to a second. I want to I want to bring up one thing real quick. And this is really interesting. This German killer gets 140 years in prison for I mean, you know why he didn't get the death penalty, right? Quake no, 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 because Germany doesn't have the death penalty because uh-huh. that would be fucked up if they did. Literally, <laughs> Germany doesn't have the death penalty. They literally can't. They, the world wouldn't let them. <laughs> I get so it. You, you guys have killed enough. Okay, so he is sentenced to 140 years, the heaviest 
permissible that he could get. There's no death penalty. He confessed over to 100 crimes, including four sex murders, raped, rape, theft, arson, anything else. But I want to bring up a few other things real quick before we get 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 to the last one. And we're, and we're about to get there now. But you don't hear about this case at all. You do not hear about this case. Mm-hmm. You never hear about this fucking case ever, 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 ever. Okay. However, the only time it is brought up and it is brought up every decade, including now, this obscure German case. The only time it is brought up is to prove a point. And this is fucking nuts. All right. This right here is from the fourth Worf star telegram. And the title is television cannot be held liable if programs inspire crime. That's the 70s. Let's go to the the 80s. The after effects of rock lyrics. And if you want to read this one. To do otherwise would be absurd for people might be provoked to violence by exposure to the most unlikely of stimuli. For example, it is reported that Heinrich Pomerick, a German rapist and mass slayer of women, carried out his ghastly deeds after seeing Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments. During the scene in which women dance around the golden calf, all of his suspicions about the opposite sex were confirmed. Women, he decided, were indeed the source of the world's troubles, and it was his mission to execute them. Leaving the theater, he slew his first victim in a nearby park. Now, the paper from the 70s, it was literally copied and pasted. So the 70s, we have TV. And, and you know the thing, right? Oh, and then it's music. There's violence and, and let's right. blame fucking TV. Well, you have fucking Heinrich watching the Ten, Commandments. the Ten Commandments and he's killing people. It can't be TV. The 80s come up. What's in the 80s? Satanic Panic. Well, that too. But what, what inspired by the Satanic Panic? The music. The music. The fucking Motley Crue. Obviously the fucking Dungeons and Dragons. But ha- Hair metal bands. Um, the- Stranger Things fans. Stranger Anyone? Things. Yeah, but that music. The fucking Can't AC- wait till next week. The ACDC. The fucking uh, Great White. The uh, Rat. Cinderella, all these fucking, you know, you know what I'm saying, dude. Like all the good fucking bands with the good guitar riffs. The hair met the Motley Crue, I think, is the the perfect Ozzy Osbourne, right? Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. he he literally bites a fucking bat bat's head off on stage. Fucking badass. Or a little Looney Tunes, but that's okay. So, oh, it ain't fucking. And and what I'm trying to show you guys is that this comes up every time there's. Oh, there's got to be the fucking music. Wait, hold on a second. The fucking Heimrich dude watched the fucking Ten Commandments. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? It's not the music. It's just fucking whatever. All right. Let's go to the 2000s. What do you think it was? The the internet. Almost, yeah. They literally used the exact same fucking article quotes 20 years later. Fucking lazy. (laughs) Quote, there are plenty of experts who say real world mayhem is caused by video games. Oh, wait a minute. Heimrich here. Fucking watch the Ten Commandments, yo. It can't be video games. Anyway, that's just a point I wanted to make. Kind of interesting. Let's go back to the theater. He walks out and he is committed. He wants, you know, he sees those women, them harlots, dancing around, shaking that ass. He goes to the local store and buys a pack of razor blades. He's walking by a nearby park and he's 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 done with women at this point. This is who he finds walking. You want to try to describe her? She looks old. There you go. Yeah. How old? Um, uh, maybe sixties. Oh Jesus, forty-one. Oh. 
Well, I mean, there's a hard life over in Germany at the time. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh, okay. Um, I mean, like, from that photo, there's not a whole lot of coloring there, but, look, like, the hair looks very thin. I mean, there's not a lot of gray, but, like, little sunken eyes, thin lips. Yeah, it's a hard life yeah. over in Germany at this point. <laughs> so she's 41 years old. But as you see, she's not young so this is a random random victim the first woman he literally comes by he sees her he assaults her and then he drags her body to a nearby park in the area and slits her throat same mo rapes her and then he's over the next nearly year about eight months he's going to assault and attempt to murder every one of them however they all run away most of them run away besides four 24 female victims because of the golden calf scene in the movie mm -hmm. sex maniac assessed six life sentences branded by the prosecution as one of the worst sex maniacs in history today was sent to jail for life the 23 year old east german refugee was sentenced to six terms of life imprisonment for four sex murders 12 attempted rape killings and attempted and multiple other offenses he had pleaded guilty to all charges there is no death penalty in west germany Pomerenk, who told the court that in a three-week trial that he always wanted women, listened impassively as the sentence was read. The blonde defendant, who had began his criminal career by attempting to rape two British women tourists at gunpoint in Austria in 1955, had told the court in a final statement, quote, I really deserve punishment. Everything I did was cruel and my bestialic, and I wish in my heart that I could make it undone. One of the worst sex maniacs in history, obviously Ted Bundy wasn't born yet. <laughs> he always wanted women. The beast of the black forest is what he, he got monikered at. And obviously, what do you think? That was it. That's the that story. That's a crazy that's all, story. That's all the ones you're going to find on that. Anyway, oh my God, are we going to keep going with this? Oh man, do you guys, you, all right, well, we'll keep it going. Fuck it. But man, I'm, you know, we're having fun here in Charleston. It's only 3.30 and I'm already drunk. We'll do a quick 10 minute and then we'll do a new link. You are not taking any more of that fucking shit. <laughs> I feel so much better though. Do you not notice I'm not leaking anymore? Ew. My nose was leaking last episode. It was just like, I couldn't get it together. I feel great. I feel great. I'm glad you're not leaking anymore. <laughs> so that was Talk Mermaid Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. We post episodes every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We live stream Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow us there. If you, if you, um, if you want, you can support us and see two or three episodes each week. I'm going to start pumping these things out because I love what I do. But anyway, but if you guys like this, um, you know, subscribe or whatever. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. <laughs>